Okay, so this isn't going to be as confusing as the game was. It's going to be fine, okay? So in your wallets, you've got um, some other things that you're going to need. Can I get you to put your felt tips back in there just so we can collect it up at the end? And in here, you've got um, some uh, printed out scripture, which is what we're going to study today as part of the Bible study. And there's also some activity sheets for any young people or that, need, that want to do that. That's a bit of... Um, we're doing it's a bit of today's theme where we're using the example to finish off the drawing okay so have a little look at that and we have some youth that are really excited to read and Jordan can you um, where's Jordan I've lost him can you rally your troops and get them to come up and do some reading for us so we're looking at Philippians. We're in a series at the moment that's looking at Philippians. And it's, Philippians is just such a great book. It's actually the first book that I ever properly studied. And it filled me with joy. And I'm really excited that we're doing it at the moment. It's great. And we're looking at Philippians 2 today. And so we're continuing the series. And we're looking at the example of Jesus. And so we've got different scriptures to read. And if you want to just, do you want to come up and bring them up? You can introduce them, Jordan. Come on, you come up and introduce them. We've got three versions. So there's one, I'm not sure if they were, if we get three people to read, that'd be great. Fab. Can you introduce them and like, I'll take that. Of course. And um, start at NLT and then you'll start at So this is, they are part of the youth group, basically, that um, my wife over there, Rachel and I, run very thankful so we've got Barbara, Ope and Victoria and they'll all read a different translation and Barbara will start with the New Living Translation which is up there on screen now. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honour and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Uh, so, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. 
Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each, let each of you not look on, not look only to his own interests, but the, also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Jesus, Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equal equality with God as thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a sub servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, it's... The message, yeah. Uh, he took the status on the status of a slave. If you have gotten anything out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others and others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to, tend to lend a helping hand. Think of yourself the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had an equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling on to the advantages that, of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of a deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become, become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim any special privileges. Sorry, he didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless life, obedient life, and he then selflessly. He then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever. So that all created beings in, her, in heaven and earth and on earth, even those, as, those long ago dead and buried, will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all, to the glorious honor of God the Father. Guys, thanks so much. You read that so brilliantly. It was just, it's just great to hear scripture read, isn't it? It's brilliant. So what we're going to do as tables, we've got uh, all those different ver uh, versions of the text, and we've got some questions, and they're, gonna, they're up here. So what we're going to do, we're going to discuss... What stands out to you? So have a little look. You, there should be enough different versions to have a look at. What stands out to you personally? Have a little chat about that. What does the passage say about God? 
What does the passage say about people? What do I need to do about it? And who do I need to talk to about it? And so what we're going to do is we're going to give you 15 to 20 minutes. You don't have very long, but you've got long enough to give some ideas and share some ideas. Get somebody to write down some of the main ideas. And then we're going to come round and we're going to just take your highlights. Okay? So away you go. Have a chat. The questions are going to stay up here. And have a little look and see what you think. Okay, guys, so if you can draw your discussions to a close, just scribble those last few notes down, and we're going to have a bit of time of feedback, so I'm going to hand over to Jordan and his crew, which I'm going to call it, call you guys, Jordan's crew, because you're just that cool. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go around the tables, so if you can um, sort of get together a spokesperson who's going to just give a short overview of what your answers were. So it doesn't ha you don't have to answer all the questions in your feedback. You can go with the main points that you you know that you felt. That's fine. Just try and keep it short because we just don't want to go over time, but then maybe we can. It's fine. Okay, Jordan, over to you. We're going to start with this table. Uh, who's speaking? Uh, okay. So, what are your main points? Um, I didn't, we didn't write anything down, so I'm struggling to remember. One thing that really stood out to me was something Nick um, shared. Um, uh, joy, Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. I thought, thought was a really helpful way of, of remembering that. Um, I, was it a childhood uh, kind of King's Kids Sunday church kind of um, kids' could church? Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I think just ha having it written down the extent of what Jesus has done, um, is, these words are just amazing to read um, and, and humbling and to us really. Um, and that the fact that he, he was exalted because he was so humble. Um, we really need to take note of. So, yeah. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. We're going to go to this table. Uh, the yeah. What stands out most to you? Uh, the verses 6 to 7. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. What does the passage say about God? Reminder, reminder of John 3, 16. Uh, when, when God so loved the world. Okay, so um, what it says about God is they're capable of being on the same level as his creation. God doesn't, doesn't care about power. He cares about loving us. Um, what does the passage say about people? Even though we, are, we were saved, we still need to work. We need to check ourselves and be closer to God and working better in our church community. What do we need to do about it? We need to deny our flesh live in the spirit and remind ourselves daily of the sacrifice and then 
what do, who do we need to tell about it? We need to tell ourselves, our church community, and we need to tell atheists because we are setting the bar high for them and telling them that God loves them. Um, I think a lot of it's just been said already, but um, so I'll just talk about four and five. So we, we said, um, what do we need to do? Well, we need to pray and ask God to reveal where our attitudes are selfish and um, ask for his help for how to change that. Um, so the main person we need to talk to about it is God and we we may need to come alongside each other and ask for support and because uh, we're not doing this alone. So it's good to um, share with someone else that can be accountable and, and um, pray together uh, yeah, to help each other out. Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Hi there. Yeah, we just uh, went through and picked some ideas and words out. So uh, one that came up was uh, how uh, God's Christ, Christ service to us is so rooted in love, you know, that he would just do such crazy things for us, um, his willingness to serve and die. Um, he debunked and totally just walked away from status. Um, the message really brings it home with the, the word obedience, like turns up three times, and, and that's something for us to take on as well. And yeah, and, 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 and in that, you know, we are people are significantly selfish, and we need to be humble and obedient. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um, so... What stands out to us was the message title you took on the status of a slave, which is completely opposite. It's kind of mind-boggling to think that God, the creator of everything, came as a slave. It's so opposite. It's like a role reversal of how, you know, anybody else could imagine it. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about um, what does this passage say about people? Um, We put ourselves above... Um, we put others above ourselves, but we're all really selfish at the end of the day. Um, and um, for um, what do I need to do about it? Um, we talked about um, not being arrogant, but also being obedient. And then we had a discussion about how do you tell somebody if they are arrogant? <laughs> And uh, we said, actually, sometimes it's best. Because if you are arrogant, you wouldn't actually, like, listen. You think, oh, no, I'm better than everyone else, so, you know, you wouldn't listen. But um, we were then saying, well, actually, sometimes that's best come from God. And you can only get that if you have a strong relationship with God and to be able to change. And then the last question, what do I need, um, who do I need to tell about it? Um, we had a brilliant um, answer. Um, we need to tell God um, because in that respect we need to then grow the relationship as well, as well as telling others, which is always the answer to that question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Um, it's just such a brilliant passage as a reminder of how we should live in Christ's example. Like, if you were to take one bit of the Bible, let's live by this. Um, We're talking mostly about his humility and how he 
is just the best example of, yeah, like, coming as a slave. He never complained. He never, like, wanted to make a big deal out of the fact that he was God and he shouldn't be treated as he was treated his whole life. Um, and it's, I guess, so against human nature to live as he did. And um, We need him to live like that. We need to look to him and we need to be in relationship with him to be able to do that. What else have we got? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Everyone else has said everything else. Thank you very much. Uh, last but not least. Uh, okay. What stands out? We talked about that. Jesus realized that God is still the boss and that we should not try to impress others. We should think of others as better than ourselves. The second part that what does the passage says about God is that God is ready to help others. Also, what the passage said about people that we shouldn't be selfish, we shouldn't be arrogant, we should put the interests of others first. Then what to do, we are to spread the awareness of, to others, helping others by thinking of how to, by thinking of how to help others first. And the last one is that the Bible does on verse eight, is it eight? That we must have the, uh, the same attitude that Christ mm. Jesus had. Mm. So I think that we were being compelled to take that attitude. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. That's amazing. It's always so rich, isn't it, when we, um, when we do this, when we like get a team, and and we get different perspectives, different age groups, different experiences, and we get together and we look at a passage of scripture. And God just loves, doesn't it? He loves the mixture. He loves speaking to us, and we always come out focused on Him so beautifully, and. Um, I love it when we do this. I love it when we study, study the word together. Um, the things that stood out to me were um, that I felt like there are these three themes that Paul's teaching on in just, just a bit before this passage, this bit of scripture and the bit after. And he's talking about unity. We kind of looked at that. That was in the passage from last week. And... Um, Humility is this bit now, and then the next bit he goes on to talk about obedience. And um, what really struck me was, as I was reading this, was just how um, he starts it with uh, so. So one of the versions, that's why we had so many versions today, because some of the versions say therefore, and one of the versions that we have today says so. And um, he starts it like that, like, and it really struck me how we lost that in the other translations, but they both start with a question. So it's all linking to what's just gone before, and he's just been teaching on unity, um, or it, the theme has just been unity um, in the letter at the end of chapter one, and now Paul links that to humility. 
Because humility is like this essential ingredient to unity. So who here likes baking? All ages, who likes baking? So they've got some young people who know about baking here. So Isla, can I ask you a couple of questions? Can you tell me, you can ask for help if you can't remember, it's fine. Can you tell me what are the very important ingredients that you need to make a cake? Yeah, sugar. 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 Mm. Flour. Eggs. Butter. See, she's a baker. All the other bakers around there, is she right? Do we need flour? Yes. Do we need eggs? Do we need sugar? Do we need butter? I couldn't remember myself. We do. What would happen if I made a cake and brought it in for church next Sunday but forgot to put sugar on it? Anyone want to tell me? Go on, Duke. Very, very politely put. It would be, bl- it would be plain or bland or just... His face was saying yuck, basically, wasn't it? Go on. You'd still eat it. Because that's because Duke's uh, just a hero. So, yeah, so he'd still eat it because he likes cake. And if it's called cake, you know, but it might not taste like cake. Well, it's like if we were to leave those ingredients out, we wouldn't really have a cake, what we know as a cake, would we? And that's what it's like for um, humility. If we left out humility and we were wanting unity, it, would, it, would, it just wouldn't be unity because we need humility to get to the point of unity. It's a really important ingredient. It's an essential ingredient. So Paul's saying that it's, humility is this essential ingredient. Because to get along with people, we've got to adjust, haven't we? Like, we didn't all land here today and just be all, you know, all, all think the same, all do the same, all, all express love in the same way or whatever. Um, you have to make adjustments. You have to kind of change little bits of things to put others first to uh, really get to know people and so that's why we need humility um if we shine the spotlight away from ourselves and onto others when we're wanting to get to know them we discover that the result is that our interactions are deeper and our understanding of each other is deeper and the result is humility and the product of that is unity This week at work, there was this situation that I was in where we had some people coming to look at our work this week, and um, it was a bit intense. And um, as a team in my work, we could have uh, become competitive around wanting to make sure that our work was shining, because different parts of us handle different responsibilities in the team. And... um, It really struck me as I was reading this passage that the temptation to shine the spotlight on my work, my work is what is bringing the team to this good place, my work is what's having an impact in the school. And it was a real temptation to do that. Um, But actually, what um, I felt God challenging me to do was to focus my attention on encouraging other colleagues to be the ones to go to the meetings, to be the ones to present their work, to remember how much their work was impacting. And um, I'm going to be super honest. 
that was a bit of a battle. That was a bit of a battle for me, because I'm like, but I'm good. But it's not what God was saying. God was saying, shine a spotlight. And what I found was, in doing that, was that um, my work got highlighted without me highlighting it. And that was, that was encouraging. But it was encouraging for us as a whole team. It wasn't about me, it was about the team. And so as a team, we became encouraged and more effective because, because we were highlighting one another. So it's just how it can play out at work. It's not just a church thing. But then the other bit that really struck me this week when I was re- reading this was how do we walk in humility? Like, how do we actually do it? We read that passage and we read the example of Jesus. He left his heavenly throne. He didn't cling to the advantages of his status at all. He set them aside and he was selfless. He was obedient. He died the worst kind of death on the cross. Paul shows us how humility is lived out in that passage. He points to Jesus. He points to this perfect example. And then he points to God's response. He says, therefore, one of you guys picked it up, didn't you? Therefore, God elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all names. It stands out to me because it's a perfect example. But I almost wanted Paul to say, um, Jesus gave his lunch away or something like that. Something that wasn't quite as like out there and perfect and everything. Because when we have that example, you're like, how can I possibly, like, how do we do, like, how does that, what does that look like? What does that look like for us? What does that look like for me today? What does it look like for you to, tomorrow? Like, what does that look like? Um, there's not like a graduated step to humility. Paul doesn't give us the stages and the steps, does he? He goes, that's your example. That's your example. This perfect, incredible, powerful example. And, um, but what Paul does in pointing us to this perfect example is he takes us to what Jesus did on the cross. And he takes us to the how of humility. Because living in humility requires living for something beyond ourselves. When we give our hearts to Jesus, when we lay down our lives in humility, when we say, I need you, Jesus, I need you. I, need, I can't pay for my sin myself. I need you. I need you to pay for it for me. I need life in you. Because I can't do that myself. That's what we're saying is, I, am, I haven't got this. I, don't, I can't do this. We're, we're, that's, that's the root. And then... You know, really, we're just admitting that we have limitations, aren't we? Who's got limitations here? Some people don't. That's amazing. Talk to me later. It's amazing. But mostly, we all feel we've got limitations, don't we? And um, humility is saying, I don't have it figured out. I have limitations. I can't do this on my own. I need help. I need God. Pride can look down on that. Pride can say, oh, you're weak. But humility says, yeah, I'm weak. And it rejoices in it because it leads us to God. It leads us to this true picture of God that he is more able than we are. And that's what made me think about this um, 
like symmetry. So we've been, we've got some sheets. Some of the children have been, and some of the adults have been drawing <laughs> pictures of these sheets. Who's done one of those sheets? Okay, do you want to hold it up and show the show everyone? So these sheets were all about um, having half of the picture and finishing the picture. Yeah, and and it can feel like that, can't it? It can feel like. Um, there's, there's the picture of Jesus and we need to reflect that, we need to copy that. And, um, but it struck me that when we look at humility, we can think about the outward expression of it. So like Jesus fed the poor, so we need to feed the poor. And that is true, but sometimes our mindset can make it focus on the action and the work of it rather than the heart connection of it. And some of you guys beautifully described that thing of like deepening our relationship with Jesus. And that's really where I want to land this morning. Jesus' example shows us where his heart was. That's what we're supposed to take from this. That's where his heart was. His heart was obedience to God. His heart was leaving, leaving his throne and come in and being the answer, being the route to God. And, um, and the route to humility is ours in Christ. When we give our hearts to Jesus at this point of salvation, we get this key to humility. When we say, God, I need you, I can't save myself, it's a statement of humility. So how do we walk in humility? We go to the heart level first. We keep saying, I can't do it. When we find these times where we are finding it difficult or struggling, we don't try and fight it and figure it out. We pray, we ask the King of Kings, we find the grace comes. And, um, and that's where I want us to land this morning. So can I get the band to come up? So when earlier Nick read... Um, I'm just going to put this mic down, Nick, and in fact, I'm going to give it to you. So, when um, Nick read out that list of words, it really struck me how able God is, how big God is. And um, that's who we meet when we come to him. So what I want us to do is I just want us to stand and um, I want us to take a minute to just ask God to speak to us. Um, this is an amazing scripture, but it becomes an even more amazing work of God when we search our hearts and we determine with God how we're going to live this out. So I just want you to take a minute where you are and just you can close your eyes. And it's a, this is a heart, this is a heart-to-heart with God moment. And I just want us to ask him, Lord, is there a part of my heart that you want me to grow in humility in? Is there a part of me that, that you want to show me? Is there a part of my life where I haven't laid it down fully? Could be in the in the 
area of just needing help or just being real about not having it all together or just not hiding anymore not hiding things it's so easy isn't it the world tells us to cover up the things that we're messing up but Jesus says I know about it anyway I love you and I know about it anyway. So if that any of that speaks to you, if you want to respond to him this morning, I just want to encourage you, just while every eye is closed, I just want to encourage you to just raise your hand. Nobody's going to see it. God's going to see it. Nobody else is going to see it. What we're doing is we're saying, I don't have it down. I need help, Lord. I need you. I need you in this area of my life. And if you want to put your hand up, that's brilliant. And just in that place of humility, I'm going to ask Nick to read that list. Because when we're in humility, this is the God that we meet. The God that he's going to describe in a minute. With limited words. This is the God that we meet. He is great. He is enormous. He is extreme. He is high. He is huge. He is strong. He is abundant. He is ample. He is colossal. He is extravagant. He is prodigious. He is stupendous. He is titanic. He is towering. He is excellent. <laughs> he is famous. He is glorious. He is grand. He is heroic. He is impressive. He is major. He is outstanding. He is remarkable. Yes, God. He is noble. He is notable. He is principal. He is royal. He is superior. He is prominent. He is dignified, yes, distinguished. Yes. He is eminent. He is exalted. Thank you. He is highly regarded. He is honorable. He is illustrious. He is noteworthy. He is regal. He is renowned. He is sublime. He is absolute. He is awesome. He is exceptional. He is the best. He is fantastic. He is fine. He is good. He is marvelous. He is perfect. He is terrific. He is tremendous. He is wonderful. He is total. He is able. He is complete. He is first class. He is first rate. He is masterly. He is number one. He is all-surpassing. He is transcendent. He is unmitigated, unqualified. Yes. He is out of this world. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. He is able. He is able. 
So as a response, let's give our hearts to him. We're going to sing this song in the knowledge that he is all of those things and more. Because even those things are limited in our, in our perspective, but not in his. Let's give our hearts to him in humility. Let's lift him up as we sing this song.